Hey, this is Joe from Nerdcaster, and this week, it's just me, and I'm going over everything that I've been doing since I've been stuck in my house in quarantine due to this wacky COVID situation. So sit back and listen while I get while I tell you about the books I've been reading, the video games I've been playing, and the shows I've been watching. All that on Nerdcaster. Hey, welcome to Nerdcaster, guys. This is Joe, and I'm here by myself this week. And I don't know what the hell's been going on, but everybody's all locked up and quarantined, and nobody wants to come out and play or or whatever else. And I don't blame them. I don't even want to be doing this right now either. But and that's only because Resident Evil 3 has dropped, and everybody is out there playing it. I don't know much about Resident Evil 3, but I'm only hearing good things, so... I'm down to check it out. I have, however, been watching this Tiger King thing. If you've seen it, it is nothing but a train wreck. Um, I haven't finished it yet. The first episode has been nothing but absolute garbage. It took me forever to get through it. Felt like it was way longer than it should have been. Um, just miserable. Just couldn't get into it. But people told me to stuck with it, and I did. And now that it became more of like a true crime thing with this uh, this bitch, Carol Baskin, and how she murdered her husband, I'm kind of more intrigued now. Um, I have no idea how it's going to end. I'm only on like episode four. But if it sticks on, on, on this story, I'm a lot more inclined to finish it out. If it doesn't, I really don't care much for the show and probably give it up. I know there's memes going around um, like crazy. Uh, one of my favorites is the Lion King meme where we got Joe Exotic holding up a tiger like it's the, you know, the, the, the Rafiki and Simba thing from the old school Lion King Disney movie, um, which I found pretty funny. Um, other than that, I've been uh, playing Forgotten Anne on the Switch. If you haven't been playing that, it's a pretty crazy game, although makes me feel like I'm not as good at video games as I used to be. Uh, everything I'm reading online is this game should probably only take anywhere from five to eight hours. And I know I've already put more than that into it. Um, and it's not like I'm trying to do everything correctly. I'm just playing the game to play the game. And um, yeah, I'm guessing maybe in my younger days, I'd be able to finish it in the time frame people said, but I'm only halfway through. And I think I'm probably right around six hours into the game. So realistically for me, it's going to take me 12 hours. And if you haven't played it, Forgotten Anne is uh, this this girl who's watching over this forgotten land where things go when they're forgotten, like your socks in the dryer or things that go missing and you don't remember where they went. You never see them again. They end in this land of forgotten, which is uh, overseen by this girl Anne and her master. Um, and from there on in, you got some of these little what they're called forgotlings who are trying to run around and defy the system as they don't agree with the with Anne or her boss about going back to the real world and leaving forgotten land as this has become their home now. Um, and they are called the rebels. As far as I got, like I said, I'm only about halfway through Anne is starting to 
um, learned about the rebels a little more and seeing that they might actually have a point um, since they were forgotten who really wants to go to the real world. And I think the game is going to get a little deeper on the second half. And I mean, it's square. It's developed in part with Square Enix. So, you know, if you played any of the Final Fantasy games, usually the first half of the game tells one story and then it does something like a 180 where you're doing something else for the rest of the game. Um, and this is no different. Uh, it's pretty enjoyable, and at the price, it, it can't be beat. I think I paid $5 for it. It was on sale on the Nintendo store for a bit. So, you know, if, if I'd even probably pay double that. It, it's not bad. Again, it's a short game, though, so if you're not into playing a game short and, and being done with it, then it's not for you. Uh, the artwork, done very well. Music's not terrible. Um the art is what made me get it. I watched the trailer on YouTube and thought it looked pretty cool and picked it up. That being said, I'm trying to finish the game within the next day or two as Final Fantasy VII comes out next week, and I'm really looking forward to that. Resident Evil dropped, as I said earlier, this week. I'm not a huge Resident Evil fan. I'm sure I'm getting screams after that, but just never got into the series. Uh, I wanted to get into the Parasite Eve series back in the day, and I just couldn't get into them. Didn't find anything really great about them, so I just never played them. Um, Again, finished this game up. My next game on my list is to try the new Final Fantasy VII. I also still need to do Jedi Fallen Order. Um... And I'm pretty sure somewhere in here, I'm going to pick up Persona 5 Royal too. Uh, I've never played Persona 5 when it was released, so looking forward to that. In other news, I've been trying to get through Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Netflix series, Volume 3, Part 3, Series 3, whatever the hell, however Netflix decides to bill it. Um... Like the first season, which if you listen to the show, you know I had nothing but good things to say about it. Did not care for the second season. Felt that the show really fell off, became kind of horrid, and turned into more of like a Riverdale CW show. And if you know anything, I am so tired of the CW shows. Uh, The Flash and all of them have just gotten terrible. I haven't even tried watching uh, Riverdale this season at all. Uh, enjoyed the last season of Riverdale was good up to a point and then it just lost me um, after the whole like D&D and, and uh, uh, th- that like role playing game thing they had going on. I thought that was pretty cool but then it crapped out. I'm done with it. Um, that being said, I'm definitely going to finish Sabrina 3. The beginning of it was kind of terrible. Uh, just the whole... Her becoming a cheerleader, I was like, this is this is turning into a CW show even, even like crazy. So close to Riverdale, it's unbelievable. They even visit Riverdale. Kind of a cool nod. They bring up the Blossom family. Did like that. Uh, they also, I, what is this? Because uh, my biggest, I think this is my biggest complaint. Because Harvey Kinkle in real life, um, I don't know, Austin Moon, I can't even remember the dude's real name right now, can play guitar and plays in a band called R5. They decide to write this into the show just because he is some kind of pop singer or whatever, some Disney Channel star back in the day on Austin and Alley. They decide that they're going to um, 
exploit that in this show and again with two people who we don't never seen have musical talent before he joins a band like a garage band i put that in air quotes um with with roz and theo theo on drums roz playing i guess bass or something and it's just god awful uh they cover songs so it's i think we got like a, a a nirvana song in there and maybe some others and then it's just bad just just terrible like i don't understand this has nothing to do with the story yet maybe it does later on in the season as again i'm only like four episodes deep but it is awful just completely god awful um i hate the campiness of it i guess if that's the word i'm even looking for i don't even know the word i'm looking for but when when that happened i i almost shut it off and then we get sabrina on the the cheerleading squad which i just mentioned and with Roz, and they're doing dance routines to like mickey and some other pop songs again why? Uh, I like this show when it was darker. I'm really, and, and if you have seen the third season, I'm really more on board with Lilith than anybody else in this entire cast. Uh, with her just rolling her eyes every time Sabrina's hanging out with her friends is pretty much the way I feel. Uh, so hopefully this season does get a little bit better. It started to have a good feel come to it now that Nick and Sabrina have broken up. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this season yet. And I couldn't be more happier. I didn't like them together. I hated her fawning over him. I hated the stupid cuteness factor that I guess they had. I don't like the character at all. Um, I'd rather see more of Ambrose and uh, whatever that weird sister's name is that he's been hanging out with. I prefer, I I would rather watch a show about them too um, up until this point. Now that they're broken up, and Lucifer is now, re, you know, back on the run and he, he's uh, no longer held captured. He escaped. Um, I think the, the rest of this season could go a lot better. I just don't understand why Netflix shows have to have like two or three crappy episodes in the beginning that I guess is a slow burn for a setup that just, you know, is is the payoff going to be worth it? And when you invest two to three hours into a show you're hoping that payoff's worth it. And I think that's where uh, a big problem comes with me as well is I don't know if the payoff is going to be worth it in this season of Sabrina. Can the rest of the season hold my attention right now? It is. I'm willing to give it another episode a shot uh, because her and Nick are broken up and Lucifer's on the loose. It kind of has me a little bit intrigued. Other than that, though, anything to do with Harvey Kinkle, the 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 coven and them being um, outcasted, losing their powers and now have come in contact with pagan witches does nothing for me. I don't see any interest in it at all, uh, most likely because I guess I can't really stand the Aunt Zelda character as well and would rather see more Hilda and Dr. Cerebus or whatever his name is, Dr. C. Uh, while they're not that entertaining either and it's more like a weird love story between the two of them, it's still more entertaining than dealing with teenagers with problems that nobody else can relate to. Or an overbearing aunt who does nothing but bitch, moan, and complain that her niece is running off doing some dumb horse shit in hell or at a carnival with her friends instead of doing her 
academy duties or whatever it is she's supposed to be doing and on the opposite side of that you got sabrina who lies to her aunt doesn't tell her she's the queen of hell and then her aunt tries to punish her for it it's like bitch she's the queen of hell are you really gonna try to punish the queen of fucking hell if anything sabrina should just pimp smack her aunt in the face and tell her to shut the fuck up that she runs the family now but we'll see what happens um so those are my thoughts on everything I've been doing. And I've also been reading a lot, too, with this whole quarantine and COVID stuff. Hopefully this stuff lifts up soon. I'm getting stir crazy in the house. But uh, I just ended up reading Sandstorm by James Rowland um, because Ren, who you've heard on the show before, has recommended it to me. It's an all right book. I'm not really big into the whole CIA, FBI or military tactical um, books. It's fiction. So while, you know, it kind of has like a Dan Brown-esque feel to it with um, there being little puzzles to solve. I don't think it's done as good of any as any of the Dan Brown books I've read. It was entertaining, um, but I don't see myself picking up the next book in James Rollins' Sigma Force series to continue the story of Painter Crow and, and the rest of whoever follows him into the next book. Um, I did read some graphic novels. I read Something is Killing the Children, awesome, awesome um, graphic novel trade paperback. I didn't read the individual issues of the comic. I did, I did, well, let me rephrase. I didn't read anything up through um, comic five. I did get six as an individual copy as it takes over from where the trade paperback leaves off. And it's absolutely uh, amazing. Um, I love the uh, character Slaughter in it. Um, Erica Slaughter. I think that's very well done. I love the artwork in this book. It does have like a scary-ish um it's definitely horror but it definitely has more of a a scarier like drawing to it i want to kind of say it has something like uh jinji or jinjo ito the um notorious manga slash japanese comic uh, art style to it i don't i don't know if that's a fair comparison simply because i haven't seen any of his stuff in in a long time but it definitely has a lot of gore and it's about a a woman who's protecting these children where there's some sort of monsters lurking around that are abducting and eating them. Uh, in the beginning, the way the storytelling is done, it makes you think that this Erica Slaughter character is actually the villain. And later on, you find out that she's actually the hero, which is, uh, I thought it was done very well. Um, and that was recommended to me by uh, Doug from the Geekery. So definitely, if you get a chance, support your local um, comic book shop or check out the Geekery in Matawan, New Jersey, uh, 133A Main Street. They're doing curbside pickup for anybody who, who wants to uh, to get some comics. So definitely uh, check out their website, thegeekerynj.com. Check them out on Facebook at the thegeekerynj, on Instagram at the thegeekerynj, and you can find all their information to put in an order and uh, grab some comics. Definitely highly recommend right now. Something's killing the children. If you haven't read it, a bag full of a basket full of heads. Um, I have not personally read it. I have given all my copies of those to uh, my good friend Danny because I know he's a big Joe Hill fan, and Joe Hill, um, I believe, does some writing on that. If not, it's definitely his company that's putting them out. 
So um, Doug, again, has recommended that to me. When the trade paperbacks of that come out, I will be picking that up as well. Um, I'm more of a person who likes to read that type of stuff, like this horror and, and, and those types of comics, more in like a trade paperback or um, graphic novel um, collection versus the individual issues. I like to have the whole story, especially if the story is going to have an end. Um, I only reason I picked up something's uh, killing the children is because again, we're in this wacky time where we're all got to be quarantined. So I've been doing nothing but playing video games, reading books and working from home. So I'm definitely also trying to um, brush up on getting the audio better for the podcast and stuff like that too. So it's been very busy on my part, but definitely making time to read these books. So if you get a chance, definitely check them out again. That's James Rollins. Um, especially if you're home quarantine, feel free to, to, to check these out on your iPads or whatever else, or again, pick them up from your local comic store, James Rollins, uh, Sigma force series. I read Standstorm again. It was pretty good. Not my favorite book. Uh, Something's Killing the Children, um, graphic novel, um, done very well. Um, and the other one was The Basketful of Heads. Heard that was really good, did not read it. And I do have Tommy, Tommy from Jinji Ito coming up. That's why I bought up his name. I haven't read any of his work, but did see his art on like Google Images and stuff like that. Very in- intriguing. I should have that in the mail tomorrow, so I'll be able to talk more about that next time. Other than that, I'm curious what everybody else is doing on their quarantine days. Um, if they are sitting at home and stuck, let us know over on Facebook at Nerdcaster, over on Instagram at Nerdcaster, or tweet us at Nerd underscore Caster. Uh, let me know if you guys got any recommendations to read. Um, other than my normal Batman, Batgirl, Nightwing series and comics, uh, and Titans, I think is the other one I'm reading. I'm, I'm open for suggestions. I got one book left on my list that I want to complete and then I got to see what's going on although once Final Fantasy 7 drops depending how long that takes me to get through uh, my next few weeks may be tied up in that also remember if you haven't done it already subscribe to Nerdcaster on whatever podcast directory you're listening to us on whether that's Apple Podcasts Spotify um, Stitcher or any of the other ones, uh, leave us a review if you so feel. Feel for, oh my God! Please leave us a view. Whoa! Please leave us a review if you get a chance or have some time. And I mean, honestly, what else you doing right now? Whether listening to my sexy voice, probably on your computer while you're doing other things. Just just give us a quick review and a and a rating on on whatever you're doing. Again, that's Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast directory. Other than that, I ain't got nothing more to say. And that'll do it for this episode of Nerdcaster. Yo, out. <laughs> <laughs>